1: Of Salem Media Group.
2: With SRN News, I'm Rich Thomason in Washington. President Trump is hosting European Union leaders today. They'll talk trade and tariffs. Making tremendous progress. They're all
0: coming. They don't want to have those tariffs put on them. They're all coming to see us. And the farmers will be the biggest beneficiary.
2: The president saying he is prepared to offer the EU a deal. Both sides drop all tariffs on each other's goods. Realistically, though, Mr. Trump says he doesn't expect the Europeans to go along with that. Also at srnnews.com, check of Wall Street this hour. Fine stocks mixed. The Dow Jones Industrial Average currently down about 58 points. That blue chip index trading at 25,155. The Nasdaq is up 15 points. And the S&P 500 Index currently better by one point. This is SRN News.
1: What does wellness mean to you? Is it organic, fresh, or grass-fed? Is wellness strength training or flexibility? Is it aging well, work-life balance, quality health care? The word wellness is broad and subjective. Our goal at Wellness Radio 1570 is to simplify these sometimes complex topics to bring you a fun and informational radio station. We are Wellness Radio 1570 helping you to reach your personal goals. Find us online at TwinCitiesWellnessRadio.com.
3: Another live edition of Like It Matters Radio is coming up next here on Wellness 1570. So stand by for Mr. Black. Stand by for 78 today. Partly cloudy. Could see a scattered shower, thunderstorm. Through the afternoon and into the evening, alone near fifty nine tonight. Then tomorrow we'll see partly cloudy skies, a little chillier with a high around seventy one. As I mentioned, it's time for Like It Matters Radio with Mister Black next.
1: If it was nineteen ninety, you'd be listening to your favorite radio station on a bulky boombox that burns through D batteries faster than you can say you've got mail. Thankfully, it's the 21st century and there are much better alternatives. For example, just ask Alexa to tune in.
4: Alexa, play Wellness Radio Minneapolis.
1: Throw out that old beeper and get with the times. Listen to your favorite Wellness Radio 1570 hosts and shows with Alexa and Amazon Echo.
5: All
0: good things must end. A.C. Nelson's Beat the 2019 price increase ends Monday. Put no money down on 29-foot Patriot travel trailers with bunkhouse. Just $159 a month or buy only $15,488. $159 a month for queen bed, large A.C., power jacks, flip-down rack, aluminum wheels, and more ride steps. Sale prices on toy haulers and fifth wheels, too. Beat the price increase at A.C. Nelson and Shakopee. 144 months, 6.9 W.E.C
7: Hi, it's John Wichko, owner of Advantage Auto Glass. Advantage is having a great year, and I'd like to thank everyone who's taken advantage of our service. And if you chose to wait for drier roads and warmer weather, they're here. Now is the time to get that cracked windshield taken care of. You've been staring at it day after day. Why wait any longer? Call Advantage Auto Glass today at 952-423-6396, and we'll replace your windshield with only the highest quality parts and adhesives. Advantage will come to your home or work, anywhere in the metro. We're a local, family-owned company and a preferred shop for all major insurance companies. That means you'll get personalized service and we do all the billing all backed by a lifetime warranty. All you do is call Advantage first and we'll take care of everything. So call us today at 952-423-6396 or visit us on the web at ReplaceMyWindshield.com. That's ReplaceMyWindshield.com. The views expressed on the following program do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management.
3: Are you sick and tired of being sick and tired? If you want to be inspired, get help in becoming all you can be, the time is now for Like It Matters Radio with your host, Mr. Scott V. Black. It's
8: a great day
9: to be alive. Welcome to Like It Matters Radio, radio radio. Like it matters, inspiration, education, and application. I am your blessed radio host, your radio life caddy, and you can call me Mr. Black. And today, you are more blessed than other days because today, not only do you get me, but you got a very special guest. You know, I love the study of communication. You know, communication is a foundation for all relationships with uh, our customers, both internal and external, with our family members, with ourselves. Uh, and you know, the key to all relationships uh, is communication. And yet, we have a tough time communicating with ourselves, the intrapersonal communication. We have a tough time communicating with other people, the interpersonal communication. Uh, and so today, we're going to have some fun, uh, and we're going to go deep in one of my favorite subjects uh, called transaxial analysis. Uh, you know, I, uh, the, guest speaker, uh, the guest host we're going to have today with me is a man I met about five years ago. I was going through some uh, additional NLP training, and I actually found the graduate list of 2013. So it's July 23rd through August 3rd in um, Denver, Colorado, actually in uh, Winter Park, Colorado, with NLP of the Rockies, and I had this gentleman by the name of Abe Wagner, and he came in, and he was doing a special piece on transactional analysis. I had heard a little bit about transactional analysis, but didn't know a lot about it. Uh, and I got to tell you, the highlight of that NLP training, uh, the 12 days, whatever it was, 10 days, was Abe Wagner. I mean, he uh, stirred up, you a know, passion for transactional analysis. To me, it was really the holy grail. Uh, you know, my background's in NLP, uh, I've been a Master Practitioner for about 20 years of NLP. Uh, I study multiple intelligences with Dr. Howard Gardner, Logotherapy with Dr. Victor Frankel, uh, K&I with Dr. Edwards Deming, Emotional Intelligence, Dr. Dan Goldman. But for me, Transactional Analysis, the work with Dr. Eric Byrne brought the whole thing together, it tied it all in together. And Abe Wagner is a corporate trainer, author, convention speaker with 40 years of experience in management and training. Abe has a master's degree in social work, a teaching membership in transactional analysis, TA, and is a master practitioner in neuro-linguistic programming. Abe's presentations are an elegant blend of TA and NLP, communication, management principles, common sense, and humor delivered to stimulate audiences in a thought-provoking and entertaining way. Uh, Abe is a master at captivating participants through his unique blend of warmth, wit, and wisdom. While the attendees are laughing and relaxed, they'll also be learning vital communication and management tools based on the common sense psychologies of transactional analysis and neuro-linguistic programming. Abe entertains while he educates, giving participants clear, practical, and easy to understand tools for achieving healthy relationships in the workplace and at home. They'll laugh, they'll learn, and they'll take home practical lessons. For Living a Productive Life. And I'm reading this off his resume, off his bio, but I can tell you right now, that's the reason I'm inviting him to join us today. Because when I sat as a student with Abe as a teacher, uh, man, I enjoyed myself. I had fun. He's a great man. He's got a great sense of humor and great knowledge. And so let's welcome to the show, uh, Abe Wagner. Welcome, Abe, to Like It Matters Radio.
8: Thank you, Scott. Gee, that was a nice intro. My mother wrote it. (laughs)
9: <laughs> well, I think she probably knows you better than almost anybody else but you, Abe. So, hey, wait, wait. <laughs> she knows wait, what she's wait. talking about. Well, I'm so okay. glad. And, you know, that's true story. I, uh, I don't think I've talked to you uh, since that class. And my wife's the one that reached out to you. But I made a commitment when I sat there. And I didn't realize it was five years ago that I was going to get some further training with Abe, and I I never had a chance to do that. But uh, the great news is we got you on the radio show today. So thank you so much for joining us.
8: Thank you so much. Well, you can tell I've been around since the Dead Sea was only sick. I I mean, I had a discussion with my wife on living wills. I told her I didn't want to be in a vegetated state hooked up to a machine sucking on a bottle. She had me stand up, she pulled the plug on the TV, and she took away my beer.
9: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. thanks, John. I appreciate that. You know, and that's one of the things I love about, you know, I do a lot of uh, study of the human brain with multiple intelligences and right brain development. Uh, And, man, I learned a long time ago that when you can make learning fun, people, uh, the learning sticks, Uh, people learn better, Uh, it's more long-term, and that's one thing you do well. Let me ask you, Abe, uh, you have a passion for uh, transactional analysis. Can I ask, what kind of stirred up that passion for you with TA?
8: Well, you know, I had a master's in social work, which I got in 1970, and I took a workshop on transactional analysis uh, done by, uh, some people here in Denver. John Weiss did it. Lori Weiss. I loved it. It was common sense psychology. And I had learned so much in a two day workshop that I said, I've got to get trained in this. It's practical. It's useful. People understand it. I've taught it to kids. Uh, it just, it's just fabulous stuff. That, that's, that's my love affair. It works.
9: Well, and that's what and I think you would explain, and I've done a lot of research since uh, spending some time with you, that that was really the the essence of what Byrne did, right? He wanted to take this complex field of, of psychology and put it in layman's term, make it easy. That was his intent, wasn't it? Absolutely. That
8: was that's exactly what he wanted to do.
9: Yeah, and now as I've been researching, getting ready for the show, there's two books, and they are, to this day, I think, two of the best-selling self-help books out there. Uh, 1964, the first one was Games People Play by Eric Byrne, and then in 69, uh, I'm Okay, You're Okay by Thomas Anthony Harris. Uh, And those, would you call those the two seminal, the two foundational books for TA? Oh, yeah, they
8: were the foundation books. There's a lot of other very good ones, Muriel James. and. Dorothy Youngward in those days wrote a book called Born to Win, which was just fabulous, fabulous mm-hmm. book. Uh, there's a book today called TA Today by Van Joins. There's some really good stuff out there and a lot of smart practitioners. They're all part of the United States TA Association, USA TAA. You can look mm-hmm. them up. They're just, it's a wonderful organization that has a, has a training program and I encourage people to take a look at that.
9: Well, great. And today in the show, what's going to be great for our listeners is, to me, there are are certain segments of of transactional analysis, whether we're talking about ego states, we're talking about life scripts, drama triangle, uh, you go through the transactions, and what I thought we'd do is kind of break those down a little bit, because for me... Uh, TA became the, the holy grail. It became the one that connected it all. You know, I have a lot of different uh, proficiencies, if you will, a lot of disciplines out there. Uh, and for me, it was transactional analysis that brought the whole thing together. And and what was so stunning for me, Abe, was just the graphic. And I don't know if I got it from you or if I got it somewhere else, but I've altered it and used it many times. And it it's, shows a stimulus and a response. Uh, And the stimulus does not dictate the response. What I've learned over the years is that the mind is six times faster than we talk. So when someone says something or does something, we automatically go uh, to what we know. We go to our three channels, the visual channel, the auditory channel, the kinesthetic channel. And then based on what we see, based on what we hear, based on what we feel, and technically all based on our past, we then respond. And so for me, it was really freedom to realize that no one can really make me feel anything. It's nobody else is making me angry. Nobody else is making me bitter. Nobody else is shutting me down. What happens is they're doing something, and then I'm explaining that something to myself, whether it be in pictures, words, or feelings. And then based on my narrative, based on my explanation of what they're doing, I then respond. And to me, that was the ultimate in power. I mean, what do you think about that? That's why, That was my big attraction at the beginning.
8: Yeah, that's right on. That's the concept of I'm responsible for my own thinking, feeling, and behavior. So the stimulus invites, contributes, influences the response, but my thought process dictates how I'll respond. So the vast majority of time you're saying something to me, I think of positive thoughts as blue and negative thoughts as red. So if I say something red to myself, like, well, he has no right to say that, then I will respond in a negative way. If I internally, I see something negative, I will respond, like I, you know, I, see, some, I see somebody rejecting me, I will respond in a negative way. If I tense up my body, that's kinesthetic, I will respond in a negative way. On the other hand, if I say something positive to myself, like I'm gonna listen, let's see what he has to say, or I picture myself handling the guy well, or I simply breathe slowly and I relax, i will respond in a blue way we're going to a hard
9: break here abe let me we'll be right back in three minutes with abe wagner
6: pastor from north carolina who served for 33 years said about leadership awakening
8: if you don't think you need it you're probably the one that needs it the most you know i was one of those been there done that and i've been through some powerful things Most of them have been ministry related. And I mean, I've been in the hearing and in the presence of some of the best speakers about Christian things that the world knows. And I've been encouraged and I've been excited and I've been given energy. Honestly, this did something for me that none of those ever did. And I'm not sure ever could because it presented to me some methodologies and some practical principles that I had never learned and it has made a tremendous impact on my life.
6: Change the course of your life by attending the next Like It Matters Leadership Awakening in Richmond, Virginia, August 23rd through the 25th. Go to likeitmatters.net, click on Schedule for Leadership Awakening near you. Leadership Awakening. We don't take applicants, only commitment.
3: Consider Montessori, an educational model that is founded on the premise that all children are natural learners with curiosity. Hand-in-hand Christian Montessori specializes in one-to-one learning instead of one-size-fits-all. 517847988 or go to hahcm.org
4: If listening to Mr. Black on Like It Matters Radio is not enough if you need more of him here's one option for your Mr. Black fix
9: Welcome back to Like It Matters Radio. Radio, Like It Matters, inspiration, education, and application. I am your blessed radio host, your radio life caddy, Mr. Black. And today, we're actually more inspiring, more more educational. We're going to be more applicational because with us on the phone is one of the, one of the greatest teachers I've had a chance to sit in a classroom with. And I've sat with a lot of teachers, uh, Mr. Abe Wagner. Again, welcome back to Like It Matters Radio, Abe.
8: Thank you. Happy to be here. So and I was sorry about...
9: Go ahead, go ahead.
2: Keep
8: going. The point on. you had made about taking ownership was a key point. I was yep. going to say then, by what we do in our head, we activate ego states, six states of mind. And I color the, the ineffective states red, so when we think red, we get into a red behavioral pattern. Those are ego states, states mm. of the conscious mind. And when we think blue thoughts, we get into the blue states of mind. And when I'm in a blue state, I invite you into a blue state. When I'm in a red state, I invite you into a red state. And those would be interesting for me to chat a little bit about because I think they're fascinating.
9: Well, and, you know, the ego state is, is very powerful. When I first heard the, the concept of ego states, it reminded me a lot of, of Freud's work with the, the id, the ego, and the super ego. But they're different, correct?
8: Very different. They're all parts of the ego. And one of the things are the conscious mind. So there are states of the conscious mind that you can see and hear. And one of the points that Byrne made is the difference between those is nobody ever saw an ego or a superego. But they've (laughs) seen parents, adults, and children. And Byrne was working with a lawyer one day, and he noticed the first time he saw him, the man looked and sounded like a parent. The next week, he looked and sounded logical, reasonable, and rational. Byrne called that the adult. A week later, he looked and sounded childlike. I didn't say childish. I said childlike. (laughs) Then he noticed everybody daily looks and sounds like parents, adults, and children. Then he saw the patterns. When a parent talks, a child tends to answer. Somebody that looks and sounds like a child. For example, if a red parent, a critical parent talks, why are you late? Well, I'm doing the best I can. There was a traffic problem. That's the compliant child, the part of me that feels insecure. That critical parent also gets a rebellious shell. Hey, I worked late last night. You're not saying anything about that. So anywhere in the world the pattern fits. When someone looks and sounds like a critical parent, a compliant or a rebellious child answers. When a rebellious child talks, a critical parent or another rebellious child tends to talk. Let me give an example. Why should I work late tonight? Because I told you to. That's why. Well, it wasn't my fault. Oh, yes, it was. Well you get two rebellious kids. I'm not gonna do it, well I'm not gonna either. I don't care, neither do I. And by the way, I think that's the problem Congress has. We are in the red <laughs> they are in the red states with each other, and that's why they're getting nowhere. You see the rebellious child, the rebellious child, the critical parent stuff. Then yeah. there are the affected states, and everybody's got all six. There's the nurturing parent. You did a nice job on that. Keep up the good work. You look like you're not feeling well. Tell me about that. you got to be to work on time. You're a key guy. You hit your sister, you're going to hurt her. All nurturing parent. The adult is the logical, reasonable, rational part of me that I'm talking with you in right now. Most people spend most time in adult. And my experience is that men tend to spend too much time there. And the natural child is free, open, and spontaneous. I'm having a great time today. You know, I'm irritated. I want some help. I'm not getting it. I feel good. I don't want to do that. It's free, open, spontaneous. So we have these six states of mind. The critical parent, the rebellious child, and the compliant child are the ineffective ones. The nurturing parent, the adult, and the natural child are the effective ones. And the key point now is I activate those by what I say to myself. or remember somebody saying to me, that's auditory. I activate those by what I picture in my mind. I activate those by tensing up my body. On the other hand, if I say something positive to myself, I picture something positive, I change my body posture, I change from blue to red. And the idea is to stay blue and people will respond well to you, turn red, and it's better not said. And I just want to say to the audience, almost everybody that works, especially if they're a boss, they tend to stay blue with customers, even if they're not a boss. So the point I'm making is almost everybody knows how to stay blue with people that are unpleasant when they're customers. So I say treat everybody as though they were they were your customer because you got the software.
9: Wow. So it comes down to choice. And, you know, uh, again, uh, I, I had read somewhere that parent is our taught concept of life. Adult is our thought concept of life. And child is our felt concept of life. It, it's three mindsets, okay. correct?
8: Yeah, and I'd say that the child is the real me. It's right. It's how I feel, what I want. Mm-hmm. The parent, and I ask for things from the child. When I'm in my adult, I'm logical, reasonable, and rational, just like I am now. And when I'm in my parent, I look and sound like people who had a parenting influence on me in roughly the first nine years of life. That's mom, dad, older brothers, older sisters, people like that. And we modify our parent mat. You know, like one person said to me, my dad never put his armor on me, but I decided I'm putting my armor on my kids. So even though we have the parent patterns, we can change them, and we often do.
9: Wow. And uh, do you, uh, I've studied a lot with Dr. Victor, not with him personally, but his his writings, Dr. Victor Frankel, you know, with Logotherapy and one of my favorite quotes is that he says, "Between the stimulus and the response, there is a space, and in that space is your power, it's your freedom." And that's really what you're talking about. It, it gives us the freedom to respond how we choose, if we choose, correct?
8: Absolutely, if we're willing to pause sometimes. The other thing is they are, so there are conditioned responses. Critical mm-hmm. parent very frequently almost always gets compliant to a rebellious child. The implication there is it's a conditioned response. Now, you can change a conditioned response by pausing and thinking like we're talking, saying something to yourself, mm-hmm. picturing some positive outcome, picturing somebody you love, breathing deeply, changing your body. Plus, you're willing to pause for a second or two. Or you can change it by thinking about it and, if thinking about it, uh, and, and, and practicing responding differently to people.
9: So but it, it goes to that, that power, that freedom that Frankel was talking about in, in between yeah. that space of stimulus and response. And, you know, whenever I talk about communication, you know, so many people, when they hear the word communication, they think what you and I are doing right now, Abe, you know, interpersonal yeah. uh, amongst each other. But, man, I, I've learned over the years, and you're alluding to it, that the intrapersonal, the way we talk to ourselves, it really dictates the interpersonal. And that's basically what that's validating, correct?
8: And, yes, and what we picture in our minds and what we do with our bodies. They all go together. You change any of those, you change your ego state. That's the key issue. You're not stuck with it. You can change it. If you're depressed and you talk positively to yourself, you change your body posture, you go for a walk, you do things like that, that helps to change it. And sometimes, of course, people need counseling to change things. And I'm a great believer that counseling is the best money I ever spent I was in therapy for a year and a half, many, many years ago. I never spent better money in my life. I would encourage anybody, if they need some help, go ask for it. It's a sign of strength. People who ask for help is a sign of strength.
9: Yep, I agree, and uh, I've been in counseling, uh, man, on and off for, for about 20 years, not currently, but uh struggle with depression, and, and what you said is these automatic things. We are so conditioned, we are so, what in NLP we call them anchors, so many anchors that... And we're thinking so fast, the mind is so fast, that we just respond with an impulse, with an act, without even being consciously aware of it. And then we just go on like we can't change it. But what you're saying is we can slow down the process if we know who we are, if we know what we want, and then respond differently in the now moment.
8: Yeah, pause. That's a, that's absolutely right. We can change. and we People change all the time. And, and that's really a powerful thing. It has to do with life scripts that you've made reference to when you communicated with me in transactional yeah. analysis. We believe that people decide a script or a play for themselves as kids. And the decisions are their decisions based upon how they're treated and events in life. They can, they can make mo- almost all decisions as little kids are pretty darn good ones. Like if I'm in a family where you're going to get abused if you speak up, then I decide not to speak up. If I ask for what I want and I'm going to get rejected in a family, I decide not to ask for what I want. I'm a smart kid. I'm the leading Mm -hmm. character in my script or my play. Now the darn problem is some of those great decisions I made as a little kid, I'm still using when I'm 40 years old and a five-year-old made the decision. It was excellent then. I don't need it anymore. And and. Mm -hmm. We live our life very often based upon the script decisions that we make, and thank goodness we can change those at any time in life. And I say to people, have you changed significantly in the last 10 years? Yeah, then you probably have made a script decision And, of course, organizations have scripts. People know how they're supposed to behave. For example, you can be in an organization where the papas and mamas of the organization tend to be dictatorial. So people are very quiet. They're very compliant, afraid to speak up. They get a new manager, a new owner, and all of a sudden it changes, and this he or she manager doesn't know why people won't speak up or why they don't want to sing, with, because they, you're asking them to change their script in the organization.
9: Well, It's all conditioning. You know, I think it's Dr. Adler, if I'm correct, said that by the time a child is six years old, a majority of their map of reality is in place. I I mean, so many of those scripts are in place by the time we're that young, and yet some people don't consciously know they can change them.
8: That's exactly right. I mean, I decided as a little kid that women don't give to men. Now, mine was based on a scientific random sampling of one. My mother didn't seem to give to my father. Well, and I decided women don't give to men. So in high school, I'm the leading character in my play. When a woman was warm and giving, I wasn't interested in her for some reason. When she was difficult to get, I found her appealing because it met my concept of what a woman was like.
9: Wow. And so then as adults, one of the key things that we're going to be self-actualized, then it's revisiting these scripts, revisiting these belief systems based on, again, those existential questions of who am I, why am I here, what's my purpose, Correct.
8: Yeah, yeah, all of
9: that is useful, very useful. Yes, but it's revisiting those things and when we get back, we're getting ready to go to a break. Uh, when we get back, I, I really want to go into breakdown. We talked a lot about ego states and the cross transactions, but one thing I noticed with you is you, you broke down the parent and the child in, in two subcategories. I want to address that uh, and then I want to go into some of the other pieces, if we can, on transactional analysis. So we'll be back in three minutes. Awesome. I'm Mr. Black. You are under construction on the Like It Matters radio network. We're having Abe Wagner join us talking about transactional analysis. We'll be right back.
6: Here's what business owner Ken Johnson had to say about the impact Like It Matters Leadership Awakening had on his employees. Since then,
2: they have been on fire. They have been committed as a team, absolutely changed. They are
6: Go to likeitmatters.net and click on Schedule to register for the next Leadership Awakening class in Minneapolis, September 13th through the 15th. That's likeitmatters.net, Leadership Awakening. We don't take applicants, only commitment.
5: So you've been exploring solutions for your hair loss. You've seen ads from the national chains. You've researched the alternative products that cost a fortune, but there seem to be no guarantees. So here's good news for you. This is Dennis Prager. Com. You have nothing to lose. Call their office in Egan for your free consultation. Ineedmorehair.com. Experience you can trust. Prices you can afford. Get the permanent solution to your hair loss at Ineedmorehair.com. Did you know
6: approximately 980 Minnesotans will be diagnosed with pancreatic cancer this year? Only 88 will live to see the year 2022.
9: Welcome back to Like It Matters Radio. Radio, Like It Matters, inspiration, education, and application. I am Mr. Black, and if you miss any of today's radio show, uh, you can just go to likeitmattersradio.com and listen to it again. If you're listening on iHeartRadio, you'll be glad to know that this replays uh, from 5 to 6 p.m. Central Standard Time every day. Play originally from 9 to 10 a.m. Central Standard Time, and then replays 5 to 6 p.m. You go to iTunes Radio, or iTunes, and you can subscribe to Like It Matters Radio. Uh, And if you want to email me or have any questions that I could forward to Abe, you just email me at Mister Black at likeitmattersradio.com. And we're so blessed to have Abe Wagner, one of a teacher I had a chance to to learn from about five years ago on transactional analysis, and it stirred me up, moved me uh, to a lot more, and now I'm sharing his wisdom and wit with you. So welcome back to Like It Matters Radio, Abe.
8: Thank you very much.
9: I appreciate it. Oh, very welcome. Hey, you know, one of the things I love about transactional analysis, the little bit I know, is it seems like Byrne took a lot of different doctors' uh, stuff, whether it be uh, uh, Wilder Penfield, uh, Albert Morabian, Sigmund Freud. And one thing I, you know, I use Moravian's work a lot of time. his figures, you know, about uh, communication in agreement-gaining presentation, where he says that really only 7% of that communication in an agreement-gaining presentation is words ninety three percent is everything else and and you alluded to that a little bit earlier and the ego states it's not just about the words we say it's about some other unconscious anchors could you could you expand a little bit more on that
8: that's a very good point yes it's how you say something as well as what you say so an ego state is determined by at least two factors tone of voice facial expression body posture, gestures, or words. So, for example, if I wanted to say, how are you, from adult, it would sound like, how are you, good to see you. From natural Mm. child, how are you, hey, good to see you. Nurturing Mm. parent, how are you, good to see you, critical parent, how are you, good to see you, real good. All the words are the same, but boy, people Mm. respond differently because the states of mind are different.
9: Wow. Wow. So, again, the saying is no one responds to reality. They respond to their map of reality. People people aren't really responding to what the person's saying. They're responding to what they believe they're saying, which can be totally different, correct?
8: Absolutely. We spend too much time mind reading. We don't know what motivates somebody else. I mean, sometimes I don't know what motivates me and you don't know what motivates you. So I always know what motivates somebody else. We spend a lot of time in what meant by that. Well, what did he say? Ask him what he meant. Mm.
9: Wow. And see, to me, it, it, this is one of the reasons why what you do is so important because, and I'll use the word pandemic, you know, there's, it seems like there's a pandemic out there. There's just all this hatred, all this bitterness where we're rushing to judgment. If someone doesn't vote the way we do or wear the same clothes we do or like what we like, we seem to want to now just destroy them. And, and it's a mind game. I mean, it's, it's our self-talk that's driving all
8: this, correct? Self-talk and the pictures we see and what we do with our bodies, all of that. And and you're right, it's a very difficult, unpleasant thing. Under stress, people tend to regress. We turn red under stress. I say stay blue by talking to yourself, picturing things that are positive, doing something with your body. It's, It's a heck of a problem, it's very, very sad.
9: Well, I think I read somewhere that there are three things that basically make up the way we feel, is what we're thinking about, our breathing, and our physiology, specifically our eye placement in relation to our physiology. And those three things release chemicals, and supposedly there's about 63 known chemicals that the human body releases, and those chemicals make us feel. And so if you don't like the way you feel, change what you're thinking about, change your breathing, change your physiology, specifically your eye placement in relation and then you change the way you feel so that gives us that again going back to Dr. Frakel's comment that gives us the ultimate freedom on how we feel
8: very good points that's excellent yeah. those are some thoughts I had, not had those
9: are excellent yeah. awesome. Do you want to so, chat
8: a little bit about um, how uh, how red states play psychological games and get into the drama triangle
9: please that's, what, that's my next thing I was going to ask you about the drama triangle so go ahead and take that line of thought please
8: Okay, so um, people play psychological games. Eric Byrne created games people play. And, you know, a simple way of looking at a game is so you have something that goes on between you and somebody else that always ends in bad feelings. You're in a game. And I often say a game is an ineffective way to try to get legitimate needs met. Games are things we learn as kids and we don't know we're playing as grown-ups. A game is a series of transactions often repetitive with a predictable outcome, hidden motives and a payoff of bad feelings. They end in anger, sadness, fear, guilt. Uh, games are very kind a simple game called kick me. Mm-hmm. I come home late for dinner, didn't call my wife. That's happened before. Can I predict what's going to happen when I walk in the house? <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. That's the game of kick me. I'm inviting a kick. Yeah. Or I, um, I give somebody an unrealistic deadline or budget and the person agrees to do it. Okay. Can I predict what's going to happen six months down the road? I'm going to crawl all over their case. That's the now I got you game. And Mm -hmm. the way they played it is to give you an unrealistic deadline or budget. The way I play kick me is to accept it without speaking up. So games are played from three roles. If you imagine invert an inverted triangle that the base of the triangle is the victim. Without a victim, you have no game. Up on the left, you have the persecutor, and on the right of the triangle, you have the rescuer. So little Tommy is not listening to his mama. Mama's frustrated with the kid. Mama sees the kid as the persecutor. Mama's the victim. I'd ask her that. She'd probably say it. Mama calls Daddy at work and says, when you get home, you talk to him. Dad's going to be Mama's rescuer. Now, this is called the Drama Triangle. It was created by Dr. Stephen Karpman, K-A-R-P-M-A-N. So dad comes home. He's a rescuer. He takes the kid in the back room and starts shouting at him. The reason it's called the Drama Triangle is the drama takes place when people switch roles on the triangle. Dad just switched from rescuer to persecutor. The persecutor is now the victim. Mama hears him shouting at the kid and says, why don't you talk to him in a decent way? There's a next switch. Mama was the victim. She's now the rescuer of the original rescuer who is now being the persecutor of the kids. So you see the reverses on the triangle. I go over my boss's head because I see my boss is impossible. My boss is the persecutor. I'm the victim. I go to my boss's boss who's going to be my rescuer. My boss's boss, she believes everything she hears from me, so she clobbers my boss. The rescuer became the persecutor. My boss is now the victim. Is it over? No, my boss comes back to me and says, why did you go over my head? He sees me as the persecutor. Now I feel like the victim. So my boss goes to my boss's boss and say, why did you tell him I came to you? Now my boss feels like the victim. He sees the boss's boss as the persecutor, and it goes on and on. And the boss's boss now feels like a victim. This happens in families. and works all day long. And if you stay blue, you stay out of games. There's a variety of ways in which we can talk about how not, how not to be the victim, the rescuer, the persecutor. And I'm willing to spend a few minutes on that if we have the time.
9: Yeah, please. One thing I do want to know, you know, of all three of those, uh, and I love the victim triangle. I think America is, is stuck on the victim triangle. But the one that always puzzles me is the term rescuer to a lot of people sounds like a good thing. Can you define rescuer the way that Cartman uses it for the drama triangle?
8: Yeah. A a rescuer is doing for somebody else what they're capable of doing for themselves, different than the rescue we know about. And I see two types of rescuers. There's a rescuer. The not okay rescuer has a discount involved. And a discount is a distorted way of thinking leading to ineffective behavior. And that's the critical parent. They look and sound like a nurturing parent, but because of the discount, they're the critical parent. and there's the nurturing parent, and they take people and problems into account instead of discounting them when they do something for someone else. So I say to you, for example, I live in Denver, and somebody said to me, I get lost going to the airport. Would you mind taking me? Now, I, I start by saying, here's a grown-up. The first discount is a self-discount, the distorted thinking. I'm not capable of learning how to get to the airport. That's a discount. That tells me I'm not going to get involved in rescuing the person. If I take him, so he's saying I'm not capable, the ineffective behavior is asking for help when he doesn't need it. If I take him, I'm thinking he is pretty stupid. He can't learn to get there himself. And I take him, that's the not okay discount. So it takes two discounts to play a game. And I would say to you, what there are a variety of other things. You could help a guy with a GPS. You could take him once if he'd learned to do it, et cetera, et cetera. Another example is I'm a manager, you're a supervisor. You say you have difficulty confronting somebody. So I know generally it's because of their thinking. They want me to go confront them for them. I'm not going to do that. What I'm going to do is help him learn how to do it. And the first problem he has is he believes that confronting people is negative. If you confront people from the blue states, it's positive. Especially if at other times you compliment the person legitimately and you let them know you care about them as people. Good to see you. How are you? Heard your wife wasn't feeling well. Let's go to lunch. I'd like to ask your opinion. That says I care about you as a person. We call that a positive stroke for being you, and we compliment them. Now when I confront them, they know I care about them. They know I appreciate what they do. Now if I confront them from blue, I'm okay. So I'd help. The, I'd say to that supervisor. Do you confront your kids? Yeah, I do confront my kids. Well, why do you do that? Because I love them. Because I care about them. Well, why don't you use the same paradigm with other people? Confront them because you care about them. Do it in a decent kind of a way. It's a form. It's a very nice form of communication. And I teach that regularly. That's it's a powerful thing. That's in one of my books called. I have two books. One's called uh, The Transactional Manager, originally published by Prentice Hall. And the other one is called uh, "Say It Straighter, You'll Show It Crooked." And by the way, they can get those on Amazon very cheaply. Really, uh, you can get the uh, the electronic version, and you can get the auditory version of those on, on Amazon. Awesome.
9: And I have them right in my hands. I promise you, I've read through the transactional manager uh, manager uh, probably a hundred times. So we're getting ready to go to hard break when we get back. We talk with Abe Wagner about strokes
3: Hey, welcome to our show. Hey, and we got some news. Premier Pool and Spa is having a truckload sale. Does that mean there's just one or two of them are on sale? Because that's all that fits in my truck, eh? Did uh, you just fall off a truck? Yeah, that's why I talk like this, eh? No, that means that all the hot tubs and swim spas in the inventory are all on sale, plus the next two truckloads, and they're all on sale. And if they don't have what you want... They can build exactly what you're looking for. And it'll be on sale too, eh? Well, shouldn't you wait for all the summer fair sales? Because everyone says that's the best time of year to buy, eh? Hey, remember the people have to pay to have a booth at the fair. And then when you look at the deals, it includes that cost in there. So it's not really a deal. So why wait till another time when the deals now are just as hot as the weather? Buy now and get what you want when you want it at this big truckload sale. Visit Premier Pool and Chan Essen today, premierpools.com. Premier Pool and Spa, where we take fun seriously, eh? Take off.
9: Welcome back to Like It Matters Radio. Radio, Like It Matters, inspiration, education, and application. I am Mr. Black, and our guest uh, today has been Abe Wagner. And Abe, thank you so much for joining us. And Real quick, before we get going, can you let the people know how to get a hold of you, if they want to reach out to you, want to do some training with you, want to see what your schedule's like? Yes,
8: yeah, it's abewagner.com is okay, my a. Email dot com. Yeah, A-B-E-W-A-G-N-E-R.com. And I do training uh, predominantly for corporations. Love it. That's a, the easiest way to get a
9: hold of me. Okay, great. And, uh, you know, I got your books right in front of me. Say it straight or you'll show it crooked. I love that one. And then, like I said, The Transactional Manager, uh, Break the Communication Barrier. I would highly recommend both of these books. My favorite of the two is the transactional manager, and uh, matter of fact, I need to get the, the, your, uh, audio tape of it. You know, I, we call them tapes anymore, but they're CDs now. But I'll tell you, I probably listened to, that's why I listened to a hundred times. I probably read through the book probably two or three times, but listening wow. to you on that tape CD over and over and over and over, over the first probably year and a half, uh, I just tell you, and so if you can get the audio, get the audio. But I I want to cover one last thing. You you talked a lot about uh st- I'm sorry, go ahead.
8: I want to thank you for strokes that you just gave me.
9: Yeah, that's what I was going to say. We're going right into strokes right there and you know, I think the opposite of strokes is the word you kept using discount. And and I got to be honest with you. Uh, I have a tendency, I'm not proud of it, I'm a lot better today. I have a tendency, without realizing, uh, I can discount. Probably the biggest one I discount, and unintentionally, is my wife. I hear that from her in so many words. She doesn't tell me exactly that I discount her, but I can see there's so many ways to discount. So if you wouldn't mind going into what strokes it, what strokes are and the different types, because I think it's the opposite of a discount. Sure, well, uh,
8: let me just add one other thing. The easy, the biggest problem in conflict is discounts, okay. the number of discounts that take place. And let me say that NLP teaches pacing and leading, which is a fabulous way to stay blue and a fabulous way not to discount. And pacing and leading basically does two things. It finds that people, when they're doing well with each other, imitate each other. If you imitate somebody in a subtle way or you breathe like him, et cetera, you tend to establish rapport with their subconscious mind because we have been imitating all of our lives because we have mirror neurons in the brain. And for those reasons when you are like people in positive ways and simple ways, they become comfortable with you. And the second thing is they teach get into the other person's map of the world. That's the opposite of a discount. That's really listening to what somebody says. And there are a lot of good ways of being a good listener. So the easiest way to resolve conflict is to is to really listen to what somebody has to say be Before you present your own point of view, that's a key thing. And those are all positive strokes. So strokes specifically mean any kind of attention. Any kind of attention is a stroke, negative or positive. If I shout at you, it's a stroke. If I glance at you, it's a stroke. And people need strokes to survive. You imagine that somebody for the next two months doesn't talk to you, or even the next week, you'd have a darn hard hard problem. So we talk about three affected strokes. We have the red states that give negative ones. You know, positive stroke for for what you do, you look like you're losing weight. Negative stroke, you don't sweat much for a fat guy. Positive (laughs) stroke, that suit looks nice on you. Negative stroke, didn't they have your size? Uh, Males do a lot of those kinds of things (laughs) with each other. But positive strokes, people need strokes. If you're a boss, and people often see you as a dad or a mom when you're a boss, And a positive stroke from you goes a long way. Make sure they're sincere, and don't wait till I'm perfect to give me one, because that's very important. So you let me know you appreciate what I do. The second thing is you let me know you care about me, and I call those positive strokes for being you. They're unconditional. I don't have to do anything. Good to see you. How are you? Happy birthday to you. Let's go to lunch. You know one of the greatest strokes you can give your kids? You and one kid go do something with nobody else around. One of the greatest strokes you can give your employees is regularly scheduled one-to-ones so you both prepare for them and you're not the parent and they're the child all the time. So when you've done those two things, I care about you and I appreciate what you do, that's the key to long-term rapport with people. I care about you and I appreciate what you do. Now, when I have to confront you and people need to do that, there's a concept called care frontation, because it's a form of caring. And a key issue there, when you confront somebody, that's a third type of stroke, you use care frontation. First thing is to ask yourself, what's my purpose? If you do that and answer that, you're more likely to say the appropriate thing. And then there's the concept of setting the stage before you confront somebody. When you wanted a cookie from your mother as a little kid, you had ways of setting the stage. Mommy, you make good cookies. I clean my room. You've been doing the idea your whole life. So I take the concept... Of of confronting people and setting the stage from blue. For example, Dale Carnegie talked about presuming people have virtuous motives. I know you meant well when you made that decision. You wanted to do what's best for the corporation. I just wish you to ask my opinion first. No but in there, no however. I start a new sentence. Uh, There's another one I created. Start with an honest negative and end with an honest positive. I get irritated when you come to workplace. When you're not here, things don't go well. They have to be honest. I get mad at you when you hit your sister. You're such a smart boy. You know how to do that. So that's a basic summary of the three types of strokes. Positive for what you do. Those are conditional. You have to perform. Positive for being you, unconditional. You don't have to do anything to get those. And constructive negative for what you do. I call that care frontation.
9: Wow, and this is dealing at the unconscious level. So much of what I hear you saying is we're dealing with the unconscious level because these are things that are getting into the crawl, if you will. Because you said yeah. before that people need to know you care about them. What's the old saying? People don't know how much uh, don't care how much you know until they know how much you care, and that's Absolutely. the key. Good point.
8: Absolutely. I see.
9: And so you're saying that when you know these things, you know what your outcome is, you you know what your purpose is, then you can structure, one, your internal thinking and your external communication to help you get that.
8: That's right. You can set the stage so you invite listening instead of hurt feelings, which is compliant child, or defensiveness, which is rebellious child. So you're doing it from the blue ego states. That's the key issue.
9: Always the key, because people are going to match and model that, basically. They're going to meet you in your map of reality, whether it's conscious or unconscious. Yeah, a lot
8: of truth to that. Amen,
9: amen. So um, as our listeners, we're getting ready to wrap this up. As our listeners get ready to go, what would you tell them if they're fascinated by, by what they've heard? I mean, what would be the steps for them to take to start understanding this at a deeper level to the point of application?
8: Well, you know, there's a lot of good training going on in the country. The United States TA Association has a practitioner's program. Relatively inexpensive. They do in different parts of the country. USATAA. I'd look that up. That's a wonderful one. In neurolinguistics, you already made the reference of NLP of the Rockies. They will do a fabulous job. In Denver, I'm with the Academy for Lifelong Learning. The Academy for Lifelong Learning in Denver, Colorado, has a lot of great programs. I happen to be doing a series for them. Those are one way. Certainly studying on your own, reading, practicing. You know, the key issue is to practice a concept. Don't expect to be good at it the the first time you hear it. So that taking classes, getting counseling if you need counseling, uh, reading, going to seminars, all of those things help. And remember, you know, when you do something and the first time it doesn't work, you don't give up. When you were riding a bicycle as a kid and you fell down, you didn't stop when you were learning, you got back up. Practice. You practice, you get better at it. It's not rocket science.
9: And, you know, and to me it falls all in this category of epigenetics. You know, I do a lot of studying with Caroline Leaf that, you know, we're 300 trillion cell community all driven by our environment. And that environment is what we're thinking, uh, what we believe around us. You know, everything we do or do not do is driven by a belief system. And yet most people aren't really aware of what they truly believe because that structure, the belief system has been in place for so long. And so uh, I'm just – I'm just honored, Abe, that you could join us. Uh, you know, I know for our listeners, uh, the entire base of this show is uh, is inspiration, education, application. I believe that my time has value, your time has value, and we only get so much time. Every other commodity we can replace. I can get more gold. I can get a kidney transplant. I get a new wife. Uh, but one thing I cannot do is I can never replace the time that I've spent anywhere. It's Once it's spent, it's gone. And so uh, I want you to know I really appreciate you sharing your wisdom, your knowledge, your wit. Uh, and, again, let them know how they can get a hold of you, your website again.
8: AbeWagner.com. Hey, Abe thank Wagner. You so much, I really enjoyed you. You have a lot of great insights.
9: Well, I appreciate it. And uh, you have an awesome day. And uh, I look forward to connecting with you again and getting in some training with you, Abe. Oh, great. Thanks. All right. Thank you. You know, ladies and gentlemen, there's an epidemic out there. Uh, it's pandemic. There, people are angry. People are bitter. People are shutting down. People are, you know, playing victim. And ladies and gentlemen, one thing I love about what Abe talked about with transactional analysis, and it goes right back to Dr. Viktor Frankl, is that we have a lot more power. We have a lot more control than we allude to. Dr. Frankl said between the stimulus and the response, there is a power. Uh, That is your power. It's your freedom. And you're in control of what you do in that space between. So remember that. You are under construction on the Like It Matters Radio Network. I am Mr. Black helping you to be more hopeful about your future, reminding you when you live your life like it matters, it does.
10: Please contact us at WNAV video.com.
9: Hi, this is Scott Black, host of Like It Matters Radio, heard weekday mornings at 9 on Wellness Radio, KDIZ Golden.